I'm Carolyn. And I'm Bethany. And we are Sisters, Sisters in Song. In song. <laughs> we have a little delay today because we are meeting on Zoom from separate locations. So we'll have a, there may be a little delay. I'll edit it all out later. So today we have a special guest visiting us right here from our hometown, Omaha, Nebraska. We have Kat Smith-Ludwick. She's been in several bands in Omaha metro area. From 2005 to 2010, she was a member of the Black Squirrels and then went on to be the program director for Omaha Girls Rock from 2018 to 2022. She was also a member of an all-femme cover band called As If. It's been a while since she's been in an active project, but it's always on her mind, and we are going to pick her mind and talk to her about what her process is and all things music. So welcome, Kat. We're so glad to have you here today. Ah, thank you so much, you too. I appreciate the kind intro and can't wait to just get to chatting with you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you got, how you got interested in music and writing your own songs? Sure. Um, I think, you know, I come from a pretty musical family and so music was kind of always around. My older sister is a musician as well. My aunt's and my my dad. So music was kind of always around. I think I really just, I struggled a bit in junior high and high school and found my people in theater and music as well. And so, and so I started picking up a guitar probably right, let's see, it was probably right after I graduated high school, really started picking that up and sang with some folks in college, just kind of covers. We would busk on the street corners and and such, and then really started kind of getting into wanting to get better at guitar and write my own songs after college. So I kind of just taught myself. I think I got guitar for dummies. (laughs) Love it. So yeah, I just picked up the guitar and just kind of started teaching myself some chords. Started, I think I wrote my first song right before I moved to New York when I was about 23 or 24, I think. Really just fell in love with that. Although I think as a young child, I remember walking to school every day and just making up songs <laughs> to kind of keep the keep myself occupied. That's actually how I fall asleep is trying to write songs in my head. <laughs> like, how am I going to go to sleep? I oh, should write so them down. I was, I wonder, like, have y'all ever dreamt songs before? Some, I think yes. I did last night, actually. I know I've had, I've had that moment too. And I always wonder if other musicians have that experience where you'll kind of wake up and be like, oh my gosh, that was a really good riff. What was that? You know, <laughs> or was that mine? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was dreaming lyrics last night because I was having a dream about my old work and I was mad and I was like singing at him, but I don't I don't know if they were lyrics that I was making up on the spot or if they were so I can't of course I can't remember any of it now but I think I need to always just keep a pad and a pen by my bed because there's some good stuff in there all that subconscious work in there that's exactly right oh my goodness so okay so you moved to New York tell us a little bit about that what happened while you were there what'd you do and how'd you get uh, back to Omaha well after college I wasn't I wasn't quite ready to keep going into grad school so I thought I just wanted to have some fun and have a career I could move around with so I went to hair school and uh, another way to kind of be creative and make money. And so 
I moved to New York just to do hair. My sister was living out there at the time and I just needed to get out of the Midwest and just experience a way bigger city. So I moved out there and I did a lot of songwriting out there. I was just so inspired by the city and I, I think meeting so many new people and creating so many new relationships. And it was a really intense, I was out there for a year. It's just a really intense, fun year where I got to just be super young and have just meet a lot of people and have a lot of new experiences. And then I just kind of decided to come back here after that year and settled in a little bit more. Did you do hair school out in New York? Or was no, that I here? did hair. I finished hair school here at Capitol okay. School of Hairstyling. Mm -hmm. And then okay. I, I moved out and that was like my first year doing hair. And I ended up in Williamsburg and this would have been in 2002, ended up working in Williamsburg and living in Greenpoint, which right now those are like extremely cool, nice. very well-developed neighborhoods back in 2002. They were like the, the very, like the cool coolest neighborhoods where all the artists lived. So I was like surrounded by other musicians. I was doing hair at a very tiny little salon. There was three of us there and just had musicians, artists, everybody coming in. It was just such a cool, vibrant experience. Tell us a little about your, about your songwriting process. Do you start with lyrics? Do you start with the music? Does it just kind of come to you together or how, do, how does that work for you? That is such a good question. So I um, historically, I've been a person that is, it's a very personal process for me. So like, I have not yet gotten into like collaborative songwriting, which I really hope to do that for my next kind of phase. But typically, I usually start with lyrics. And I will usually just write a lot of kind of kind of free write a lot of things and then kind of find a string of a topic that makes a lot of sense or find some connecting factors in those in the free writing to kind of come up with a little bit of a hook or a chorus and that's kind of typically how I go and then I'll think about kind of the rhythm of the words as they're coming and then that kind of helps inform what I want the melody to sound like or like even what kind of speed or anything so yeah that is process like I said I've been a little I've been out of it a little bit so recently that was my process. Recently, my most current process, which is not working, <laughs> I will, I don't ever get rid of lyric, which I think is not a good idea. <laughs> Because what I'll do now is I'll be like, I want to write and I'll go get my big giant box of lyrics because I'll be like, let's go look and see what's in here. And then I'll just go and I'll reach into like a half written song and be like, I got I got this. I can finish this. And then I'll get stuck on it for like days or I'll get get stuck on the same thing that I got stuck on three years ago or 10 <laughs> years ago, you know. And so I think one of the challenges I have right now is just like letting go oh letting go of old creative stuff that's not working which i think is painful because some of it's so golden like you'll be like but this part's so good but if the rest of it is just hanging in the air it just doesn't make much sense i don't know what you all how you're all processes are. No, I totally get that. I think, you know, those bits and pieces that you're like, oh, I don't, you know, they always say you have to kill your darlings. And I'm like, but no, I love this piece. So I totally <laughs> get that. And I actually, um, I have a big box of poetry that I've written and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll get those out and try to make those into songs. So hearing you say this makes me like, maybe I won't get those out and make those into songs. What if we, and this is a really drastic idea, but I was just thinking like, I really need to like, what if we burn them? Right. What if we just let it go into the smoke and hopefully that smoke goes into the air and then it revisits us in a yeah. new form. I don't know. I feel like it's, if it was good, hard. 
maybe it was meant to be, you know, maybe it will come back. Right. Right. It's a good thought. Exactly. It'll stick in there <laughs> oh somehow. Gosh. I think that was a painful process though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thinking of that, like when you are struggling to write a song, like, do you have a certain process that you use or like with writer's block or anything like that? That is a good question. So I also think another trap that I get in that's tough to get out of is I have to have the right space and the right supports around me. And like, I have to aesthetically be in a good base. And I think that's also tricky. So I think getting out of your comfort zone and you're out of your space is really helpful. And I think moving toward more collaborative writing. And I think that was one thing that I I really felt my sh- myself shift in a whole new way when I went away with a good friend just for a, a night to like a house in Bellevue by a beach. I don't know, there was a beach. We just went away for the night. And it, like I said, it was my first time really, really collaboratively like, okay, just, I guess we're just going to work together on this. And I think getting out of being in a, in a place where I had no idea where like even the kitchen, where anything was in the kitchen or anything really raw, new environment with a person that I trust. And she was also in a new environment and just being like, okay, let's just go kind of tripped a new creativity level in in things too so i think getting out of your comfort zone is a good way to to get past a block too sometimes getting all of those um distractions out is great too because i have a big great dane and she is we try to write at my house sometimes and she's just play attention to me and sometimes you just gotta go okay i'm stepping away from this i can focus i think that is truly like my biggest hiccup right now is i have three kids from age seven to 13 and a spouse and a cat and all of that. And so finding a space in my own home, my partner also is a musician. And so he's in an active band as well. So he somehow has figured out a way to get that writing process down. I think it's, I've never seen it happen. So I think he does it like very late at night or or whatever. And I think he's also pretty collaborative with his people too. But like, yeah, it's really tricky to get those distractions, to have to deal with those distractions and getting away from them. I think, and all of the responsibilities too, like you're like, oh, I got to do this. I got laundry I got to do and dishes I got to do, you know, and it gets put on the back burner. So I love, I love that advice. We need to look for some new places to write, Bethany. I love a writing retreat. Like I, I'm loving this idea more and more. Like I didn't ever need that when I was younger because I had my own space and I didn't ever get, you know, I also had boundless energy and less responsibility. And now I think as I'm older with all these responsibilities and kind of distractions, I think like, I love the idea of like, all right, let's try and find a way to like get away for a weekend and just even go camping or whatever. Tell us a little bit about your past projects. We know you're in a couple of bands. Tell us about the genres and kind of how that all kind of came together. Black Squirrels is near and dear to my heart. And that was kind of my very first real band where we performing at venues and putting out albums and stuff. And so that has a good space in my heart. I was with, it was Travis Singh, Kate Williams, and then Tim Sitch. So, so Travis and I, Travis played bass and he played the stand-up bass and we met at a Wanda Jackson, Wanda Jackson show. So Wanda was 80 years old, I think, and playing at Blue Sushi, like on the fourth floor. It was the most random, weird show. And here's this queen of rockabilly, this like incredible staple of American music, just playing a little tiny show to like 30 people in Omaha. So we ran into each other there and and kind of started chatting about music. And he's like, you know, I play bass. I'd love, I've heard you sing before. Like, let's, let's do something. So the two of us got together and started kind of picking around. He also wrote, so we kind of split 
responsibilities in the band. I would write about half the songs and he wrote about half the songs. And so then after a couple of, I don't know, months, I think of us just kind of connecting and sharing songs, kind of playing them together. He wanted to bring in Kate Williams, who plays accordion and keys. The band really started as just kind of Americana folk a uh, little like started with a little bit of that like kind of rockabilly in there overall country kind of americana vibe so alt country kind of vibe so there was the three of us for a long time we put out an album and used baseline studios which person who owned baseline studios was tim sitch he came on as our fourth member after he record we recorded live in his album studio he just loved our band and he's like if you ever want another guitar player or... and so we were like let's do it let's put an electric guitar in here because really it was just me playing acoustic kate playing accordion and keys and travis doing stand-up bass and so we added tim in and it really just like kind of filtered in a new sound for us and kind of electrified it a little bit because it was really an acoustic band for our first album pretty raw and then it just got a little more fun for that second album and yeah we put out the second album played a lot around town we were one of the bands that opened up the waiting room when it first opened so it was a good time back then it was a good time for music back then like benson was just coming around the corner and just having all sorts of music down there it was a really fun time and then we went on a very short little tour down south and then i got pregnant then i had my kids came (laughs) got pregnant and had my first baby and it was a kind of a complicated uh pregnancy but then i started a whole new version of creation great creations but the other creations got put on hold a little bit so had to walk away from the band for a little bit. That's when I started. I was really missing. I wasn't able to do the band, so I really missed music. And then I happened to hear about this little girls camp that was a week long that had just started called Omaha Girls Rock and volunteered as a band coach and a guitar instructor for them. It's a nonprofit organization that empowers uh, eight to 18 year olds through music. It's just the best organization ever. And so I volunteered with them from 2011 until I got hired as program director in 2018. Yeah. And the part-time position really quickly turned into a full-time position. And we had four summer camp. We had after school programming and 13 schools. We had one-on-one instrument instruction. It was just, we really grew it to a great organization. And so I got to kind of feel that connection to music and really seeing young people be empowered and write original songs and helping them with that process was just like the greatest thing ever. And so I met a lot of wonderful other musicians through that organization as well. And so um, we formed a band, band, which is As If, which went through many iterations before that, but we would play for Omaha Girls Rock shows, amazing players kind of in and out. We did like a Madonna tribute and a Tina Turner tribute with an all femme brass band, which is kind of unheard oh, wow. of. It's so weird how certain instruments are gendered and it's really hard, hard to find brass players that are women because women are supposed to play flute and clarinet violin we, these yeah. roles. we did a 90s time and it was just it was a great group of players and we all had a good time what are your interests outside of music yeah so i have my kids i have recently started grad school so i'm in my second year of grad school my third semester for clinical mental health counseling so i have a real passion for mental health and wellness and that really came from working in nonprofits and working with kids and going through the pandemic and seeing how greatly everyone was affected by that and how healing the arts can be. And so just really wanted to go in 
do that. So I'm in graduate school and I'm still doing hair a couple days a week just to help me get through that. And that's really keeping me busy. And then I have a graduate assistantship as well on UNO's campus. And that is taking up a lot of my time. But I get so many wonderful opportunities with all that. I get to travel. I went to a conference in Montreal, Leonard Cohen town. And, and I also love to go out to eat and I love food of any any kind pretty much love hanging out with friends and middle age is weird so you just gotta roll with it Omaha definitely has a lot of re- good restaurants oh my too, gosh so yeah you'll never I lack there so we have three questions that we ask all of our guests some of them are kind of hard there are only three but you've got this <laughs> who are your influences that is ever changing um but I would say the ones that kind of have always kind of been there I mean I like I said Leonard Cohen I mentioned Montreal I've Loved Leonard Cohen. My dad used to sing me Suzanne when I was little. And Nico Case is another one that I love and adore. Everything that she does, including new pornographers, is fantastic. And I love Brandy Carlisle. Really gotten to know really well in the past few years. I'm just like love that songwriting love her presence love her energy just the way that her fan like her group of people that love her it's just such a pure beautiful group of yeah it's just great i mean dolly parton i (laughs) i do have strong ties to women strong ties to country and strong ties to americana so emmy lou harris i love florence and the machine too i love how like witchy she is it just reminds me a little bit of stevie nicks and like some the supernatural music it's just like the beats and the all the thing it's just incredible so do you have a favorite lyric or song i know that is ever changing that is a hard question oh, for me but that is so hard like a current favorite i should say that's... what do you even repeat okay okay so i could go go with like i could go with i think hold on by nico case is one that i just always love that song i think the structure of that whole album such a good album um this is gonna sound like everybody's favorite but I I mean Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen then the the performance by Jeff Buckley of Hallelujah from Leonard Cohen is so beautiful and I remember hearing that for the first time in college and just being like (gasps) but like every lyric in Hallelujah is kind of perfection and I mean Leonard's just a poet I love all of his lyrics um I also just have a real fondness for Love Hurts by Emmylou Harris and uh Grant Parsons I just love country so what advice would you give to new songwriters and or musicians I think it's great because having your um background working with Omaha girl girls rock is like you're a great one to pick your brain about this be brave be brave just do it put it out there my gosh it's so scary to put your art out for anyone else to listen to it is the scariest but it can be the most satisfying thing in the whole world to just release that stuff inside you but be brave i love it i love that thank you so much i'm so glad we got a chance to talk with you shout out to my friend ryan who hooked us up so i think that's ryan (laughs) shout out to the omaha music scene yes. it's such a good one there's so much good stuff happening and it's been such a pleasure to talk with you too thank you so yes. much thanks for taking your time today and good luck with graduate school oh, and we see you out there collaborate <laughs> oh thank you so much i want to see you out there too women's retreat it's it's talking with cat was like talking with someone we had known for our whole lives it was super fun and it's great to hear more about the omaha music scene the past, present, and future. And also, it's so inspiring to hear her and hear about her work with Omaha Girls Rock. Kat, we love you, and we can't wait to see you out and about in Omaha. If you like this podcast, please 
share it with your friends and family, and post it to your social media. And be sure to like, rate, and review. If you're a musician and you want to be interviewed on our podcast, please email us at nashvillehotchickenmusic at gmail.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you and hope y'all look forward to hearing from us. Thanks for listening to Sisters in Song.